Hi, this is Peter Rivera, and I'm the original drummer and lead singer of the group Rare Earth. We've had a long career, 50 years. We've played all over the world. We've recorded many, many albums and lots of hit singles. I'm going to talk about them all. So thanks for listening, and I hope you enjoy the stories. So we uh, finished up the Dino album, and we were going back on the road, doing some more dates. You know, we were, we were like Ted Nugent said, road dogs. But we were playing and playing, and, and uh, we really weren't getting anywhere, but just a lot of playing. And uh, there was just a little too much uh, drinking and tension. Drug days were over, but, you know, alcohol, whatever. So anyways, we were on the road, and off the road, and on the road, and off the road, and on the road. And little by little, you know, again, tension hit, and there was a little fussing among, among all of us. And uh, we were hardcore on the road, I'm telling you. My brother was a road manager, and uh, he drove the van, or I drove the van. We always wanted to drive I guess so anyways and the rest of the guys they would play a pinochle in the back two seats of a van and you know my brother and I we we're not pinochle people so anyways uh, I guess they did it to pass the time I mean there was lots and lots of time to pass I'll tell you so we were on the road having some really good gigs and then some that were just kind of okay and uh, you know, and stopping at different hotels, and sometimes it turns out to be a real flop house, but it's late. We're just getting into a town, and so we got to do it. It's the road, you know. People have sung about the road, so we were on the road, literally the highway, concrete. And there was a complaint about money. Want to make more money, man. Well, okay, let's figure this out. How do we make more money? Because our, our fee is going down the past year and a half, two years. So how are we going to make money? And so we thought, okay, we would go out normally for a week and a half, maybe two, and then come home for that amount of time. But now everybody wanted to stay on the road for like three weeks, four weeks. Well, personally, I had two young boys that were, you know, young, six months, and then the other one was two years. And I was there when they were born. But the, the most important thing to me is my family. Second is my beliefs. Third is the record business, the shows, the entertainment, okay? So, I'm not trying to sound lily white here, but you know, first of all, I want to be there for my kids. So I didn't want to go on the road for three and a half, four weeks at a time. And so I knew that was a problem. And then most of the guys had left California, except for Gil, and myself 
So when we went, we would fly to Chicago, Gil and I, and meet the other guys in Chicago too. But they, a lot of them, a couple of them came from Detroit. So we went on this way for a while, and and eventually it got to be pretty pretty rough out there. Uh, oh gee, I want to tell you about it, but I'm, I've got to have a minute to think about this. You know, it seems now looking back that. Being together so much in a van or on the road like that, I mean, it's great fun, yeah, it is, but it's also things get things get really strange sometimes, and uh, the the little infighting started. And when we first went on the road in 1980, what had happened is my brother Philip, who had a long history with Rare he kept telling me that he's getting phone calls from people around the country that want us to come play at their facility, their festival, their whatever. And we were broken up at the time, fresh off the, well, not fresh, three years after the court case was over. So he called a meeting and he wanted everybody to come to this motel room he had the TV taken out and and uh, the beds taken out and chairs in the room and uh, so and the phones, you know, no phones there. So he sat us around, he said, Look you guys, you've got offers to play and offers to earn a living and everything else. And he said you got, I want brought you together here because I want you all to kind of I want you to get back together again and take advantage of some of these venues that want us. So you know we all kind of agreed to do that and uh, of course then we started comparing notes of you know what happened to you when all that went down in the trial and the court case? What did you do? what did you do? What did you do? Well, I heard some stories that were pretty strange. I, I know that uh, when the band stopped in 1974, uh, the money stopped. And found out later that our manager had gone to, well, this is how it was told to me. I don't have absolute proof of it, but this is what I was told. He went to the mafia and borrowed money and in return pledged the money he's going to make from rare earth and we had a history of all that so I guess they felt that okay well let's loan him some money well that's and then you know rare earth broke up and they stayed broke up and the Gil and the guys were telling me that they went to the office one day and in the chair our manager's chair was this man sitting there and our manager was standing beside him and the guy looked up and he said Ron is no longer your manager I am and so they just told me later that they just kind of quietly turned and left the room and that was it they were done with the manager and everybody else and they were they were done as well as me I was done too so 
Um, after a while, we had come back together because we were on the road doing shows. And, you know, we kind of buried the hatchet and let bygones be bygones and really kind of learned not to talk about it at all. Well, my brother offered, he said, you know, right now I'm on unemployment. He says, and I will be for the next, oh, nine weeks or something. He said, so I need you to supplement that with a little bit of money on the side, you know. So everybody agreed. And he says, but when my unemployment runs out, he says, I, I want you to agree to raise my pay so that I'm doing okay here now. And so everybody agreed to that. Yep, and we started doing some shows, and uh, it was all good in the beginning. You know, it's like every other thing you do. It's great in the beginning, and then stuff happens. But anyways, there we were on the road, back and forth, back and forth, and Phil come to the point where Phil's uh, unemployment ran out. So he came to me, because I was kind of handling everything. You know? And he says, hey, what about this? You know, And I said, oh, Okay, so I included it now. And that means that we are getting less money because after we pay all expenses, you know, then it's for us. So we're getting a little less money. Well, people want to know why. Well, the reason is, what did you do? Did you give a raise to your brother? You see, here comes the brother card. And things were said that were very hurtful to not only my brother, but to me about my brother and really probably to me about me. I mean, you know, it just started and it was really strange stuff. Too bad it had to happen. But eventually we settled that thing with Phil and we continued. You know, we just always kept on going anyways. Well, then the complaints about not enough money became constant constant and I had gotten to the point where I just wasn't having fun I'm sorry I wasn't and I don't think the rest of them were either you know and uh, why we got that way I'll, I'll never really know but you know way back when we decided maybe not to go to California you know I mean, but anyway so as time went on, my brother came up to me and he says, you know, Pete, I'm going to quit. I said, well, what for? He says, well, because, you know, you're taking a lot of grief that's related to me. And he says, and I don't want you to go through that, blah, blah, blah. And I says, oh, man, don't quit, Phil, because if you do, sorry, but all the stuff that they dump on you is dumped on me. Because you remember, Phil, when we had 21 cities to do, Phil called every city, every venue, every owner, and provided all the extra stuff that we're going to have to have in the hotel and having all the hotel. That was his job when he was home. He still worked for the band. So Phil finally left, and we were still on the road, and I knew that I wasn't on the road that long because I didn't want to leave my kids to be on the road. I didn't want to be... One of those stories you hear about, you know, your dad was on the road and he died in Tucson. I, I just wanted to be with my kids. So I knew that I had to quit. 
it was a terrible feeling because, you know, I, I just really didn't know what to do. So I, I kept going for a while and tried to streamline things. And, uh, you know, so one day Gil and I were going to fly back to Los Angeles. And we're sitting on the plane and I said, Gil, look, I said, every one of these guys that are in the band, I says, they weren't there when this band was started. They've all been hired. I said, so Gil, the only way I can figure out about how to get the money up is we'll fire everybody. We'll fire them all and then we'll get a guitar player and a bass player and a keyboard player or whatever to play with us, just side men. And we'll pay them a salary or a per show, you know, and uh, there'll be a lot more money left over that we can split. So Gil said, okay, man, that sounds like a decent idea. Now it was a, it was about, I, I got to say it was around Thanksgiving time, November-ish. And we had been doing these tours for th three years now. And so we had another one that was going to come up in January. But what had happened is there's an old friend of mine named Bobby Roberts, and he used to have his own uh, entertainment agency in, in Tennessee. Bobby has since retired, but he was probably the best agent that I've ever been with or could ever be with. He was a straight shooting guy and a sweetheart of a guy and was a real giver. There were nights when we played a show in a club where the club owner was suffering because the tickets weren't happening, and Bobby gave up his commission to help the club owner. So he had a reputation like that. Great, great guy. So anyway, he came to me and he said, Peter, he says, I, I just can't do you guys anymore. The guys in the band are calling the agency and they're getting in arguments with my different agents and the complaining about money and just complaining. And he says, I just can't have that anymore in my agency. So I love you. You're my dear friend. I hate to do this to you, but I can't handle the rare earthers anymore. So, and, you know, so, sorry, Bobby. So a lot of talk about that. But anyways, now there was a new agent, a guy by the name of Wayne Wetzel. And he came up with all these dates. and, and uh, But we sort of found out that once we got on the road, the next night dropped out, so a night off in a hotel somewhere. And then we do another night somewhere, and then another night dropped off. Anyways, it was getting shaky. So when we came home at the Christmas time, when I was talking to you about, I told Gil about that, you know, about let's get rid of everybody and get side men, and we'll, we'll, we'll keep going. So that's the way it was kind of supposed to be. And I was home with my kids and family, and and uh, what I was uh, trying to do is think about all this and absorb it and figure out how how we're going to do this. The trucks and the trailer and the van that was all in my name. It was my stuff, and then there was just Gil. And so I was thinking about all this, how we're going to do it, and. It was getting to be early part of December when... 
Well, thanks for listening. My name is Peter Rivera, original lead singer-drummer of Rare Earth, and I really appreciate that you've listened to these podcasts. I hope you come back and check out more. I've got a lot ahead of us and a lot of the story for you, so come on back and hang with me for a while. I bring you flowers, baby, because you're the best. I'm going to treat you so much better than all the rest.